Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. It is 1 a.m. Tuesday, September 19th, and we're going to recap the weekend's action and what went down at the box office as it pertains to our call sheets. Real quick, I will offer a extremely brief review of Home Again. Uh, it is that Reese Witherspoon movie, the one where she plays a 40-year-old woman who takes in three, I guess, 20-something guys into her house, and there may or may not be some romantic chemistry with one of them. Uh, it's and directed by uh, Nancy Meyer's daughter, Hallie Shire Myers, I believe. Uh, it's her it's her directorial debut. And to be honest with you, I mean, it looks like a Nancy Myers movie. It smells like a Nancy Myers movie. It does not have the charm of a Nancy Myers movie, to be honest with you. It's very forgettable. It's very milk toast. Uh, I mean, it, it's harmless. I mean, it's good natured. Uh, there's, sorry, Hallie Myers Shire. There we go. It's actually her combining the names of her mother and her father, who I think also is like a cinematographer or something like that. Anyways, uh, I mean, it's instantly forgettable. Um, it's very slight. I mean, you love Reese Witherspoon. I mean, she's very adorable, fresh off of her her producer success with Big Little Lies at the Emmys last night. Um, and she plays very similar, you know. She always, she in, in these movies, she tends to play the same character a lot as far as somewhat type A, um, very much uh, suburban or middle to upper middle class, uh, you know, uh, strong-willed woman to an extent. In this case, she is the single mom or recently separated single mother of two uh, and is the daughter of a famed Hollywood movie director. So, you know, same kind of first world problems, upper middle class type stuff, upper class type stuff that she's dealing with. And it's fine. I mean, she's nice enough. She's charming enough. The The real breakout, I would say, is this guy right here. His name is Pico Alexander. He plays like the 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 mid-20s kind of heartthrob, somewhat, I wouldn't say quite lethargic. He's very earnest and well-intentioned, but he's 27. He makes a bunch of dumb mistakes. Uh, these are his, his this is, this is, his uh, younger brother in the movie, Nat Wolf. You've seen him around in a lot of stuff lately. Very likable guy. He was in that movie with uh, Cara Delevingne, um, uh, the one where the they where she disappears and he goes off searching for her. I can't remember the name right now. And then and this guy, uh, John Rednitsky, he's got a familiar face. Turns out he was on Saturday Night Live for like a year or so. Uh, and then, then you know, Michael Sheen, you know, British dude, gets a lot of roles. So, I mean, like enough cast, looks, you know, just like most Nancy Myers films, the set design is straight out of Crate and Barrel, everything very sunny, uh, everything kind of shot through a, a lens of, uh, how would you describe it? Um, I guess you would say it was shot through a, a, a lens or a veneer of just like, it feels feels like you're you're every every scene feels like you're at a beach house in the Hamptons. Put it that way. So yeah. So anyways, it, it's it's slight likable enough. Normally I'd give a movie like this two reels, but it doesn't do anything. Uh, it it is instantly forgettable. I mean, let I me mean, look at this. It's very well designed. Very you know, little fire pit, little you know the you know the 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 pier one type couches. I mean, everything just feels like an ad for an upper class life. So, I mean, and the kids are fine. It's nothing really stands out per se, except for maybe Pico Alexander a little bit, because he has that look like you've seen him before and he's very earnest looking and you could 
you can kind of buy him seducing this 40-year-old woman who's going through a marital crisis. So anyways, it's fine. You know, I don't, I mean, it's instantly forgettable, one reel. And I only saw this because I got my movie pass card in the mail. And that is that service where you pay $9.95 a month, or maybe it's $9.99. Either way, you pay about 10 bucks a month and you can see as many movies as you want. The catch is you can only see one movie a day. Um, and you can see it at almost any movie theater. I think they serve 91% of the movies houses, even though AMC has kicked up a fuss, has, has pitched a fit over it. Uh, they really can't stop it because it's basically a MasterCard debit card, which the movie pass company pays for. So, and, and so the way it works that you get, um, I guess I guess might as well look it up while we're on it. Uh, the way MoviePass works is 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 basically you go um, is basically you, you go to uh, the to the movie theater. You have to be within a hundred yards and activate this thing on their app um, that lets you know that that lets them know that you're near the theater. You select the movie that and the showing that you want to go to in the app, and so it checks you in via your, your phone. So it gives you this confirmation you're checked in and you have 30 minutes to purchase that ticket with your movie pass card, which they mail to you, you know, like it's a credit card, because essentially it is like a debit card. And you just pay for it with that debit card and you're good to go. It doesn't work for 3D movies or probably any kind of upcharge up movies, but on a regular normal ticket, you know, you can buy your way into a movie. It's great. So so yeah, so that was so Home Again was my movie pass movie today. I might take advantage of it another couple times this week because and you and you're wondering how a company like company like that makes money. I mean, it's a bit it's obviously a big data play, you know, because they're looking to <clears throat> as they say own the night uh, as far as like, you know, link syncing up the data from people who go out to the movies, like all the businesses around it, you know, they'll have great data for when you're going, you know, what you're looking to spend and linking up with those type of businesses as well. And also, as it turns out, people don't go to the movies as much as they think they'll do. Cause even though they pay the full price for a ticket, the average ticket price is about $8 per person. Uh, and, and also Quick note: The Movie Pass only works one ticket per one person per a day. All right. Basically, on average, people go to the movies only about ten times a year. Uh, so you know, so, so even though someone like me is liable to abuse it, people like say my mom will probably only you know, well actually, yeah, she actually probably would use it a little bit more than most most people would too. But your average person is only going to go to the movies about ten times. Uh, a year, if not less than that, and so so they're counting on the people who go to the movies less than the subscription to balance out the people who go more than the subscription price, like myself. So that's how that works. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get in. Uh, let's get into some call sheets this week. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the feature presentation uh, looks like I was tied this week with Gamble 24-7, and uh, we'll jump into those call sheets, and then I'll actually show you the call sheet of the week in a second. So we actually had the same construction of call sheet, and, of, and the only way you were going to, you know, put, put points on the board this week was if you had a headliner stack of it. It was, I mean, it, it was a major demo this week. I mean, if you look at the box office weekend, 60 million at the box office. The next closest contender was American Assassin, but uh, salary-wise, you probably you couldn't do 
a headliner stack of this and anyone from American Assassin. So you kind of had to deal with one or the other. As high as I was on American Assassin, I honestly thought I was going to do 20 million or more. And it's a great fucking movie. I enjoy the hell out of it. Everyone go see it. It's a lot of fun. Very rewatchable. Um, Dylan O'Brien, Michael Keaton do a great job. I reviewed it on the Friday uh, afternoon podcast. Anyways, um, uh, it only did about 14.8 million. So it headliner stack uh, is kind of the way to go. I had a one, two, three, a four pack of Home Again, and then with a three pack of Viceroy's House. Had high hopes for Viceroy's House, did not quite pan out. And then, uh, and, and then a non-headline from Dunkirk. Now, the thinking behind this was, and I went over this in the Friday uh, afternoon podcast, was that the, the highest level replacement value of an actor was going to be about, about five or six points. Only path I could see to getting there was through Home Again, which did uh, $5.18 million. So, uh, so once you did a four-pack of that, you're pretty much good to go. I was... Pretty curious about Viceroy's house. I thought I'd do a lot more than it did. It only did about 210,000. Still in platform release, good enough for the three pack, uh, especially the headliner stack to get us to the top. And then Dunkirk just made sense because it's just chugging along. Uh, Dunkirk is on, how many screens was it on? Dunkirk was on 1,478 screens, had a decent per screen average considering. Uh, and it did about. 1.8 million, I think. So what did Dunkirk do? Dunkirk did, yes, uh, well, 1.31 million. So not great, but limited release. It was among the leaders in limited release. Look at these per screen averages, Jesus, this week. Uh, a couple that, that didn't even register. 9-11, uh, they, they might have just yanked it out of theaters. Same thing with The Wild Wedding, or they might have moved the, the release date. They do that a lot with some of these smaller films. The the the, the catch of The Wild Wedding was that while I estimate is going to be in 10 theaters, and it might have well been and just did not report. It was also simultaneously released on DVD. So I tried to, wherever possible, avoid posting uh, movies in the talent pool that have a simultaneous release with Amazon or Hulu or, or Netflix, only because they're not going to last very long in the theater. They may not even get that type of traction in theaters because people you know, may just stay home and watch it if they watch it at all. And it's just... It, it just and sometimes they, and sometimes they don't report or they report late after the noon deadline for when most of these uh, films report on Monday afternoon. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened to the Wild Wedding. 9/11. They might just yanked it from theaters. It had a dismal debut. I mean, no one was was checking for that movie at all. Uh, so just you know, beware. Beware of some of these new films in the talent pool that have a very low profile. You just never know. You never know. Okay, so anyways, so that was the thing behind that construction. Apparently, once again, poker players uh, thinking alike. Uh, you know, gamble 24-7 is just inside my brain, really annoying. Get out. You're living there rent-free. Okay. Uh, all, right, all right, and real quick, let's take a look at the call sheet of the week because I'll show you a slight deviation I used to get to – to the call sheet of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. Surprise, surprise. I am the call sheet of the week. Yay. Yay me. Um, here we go. Where is it? There we go. Call sheet of the week, your boy, Cinema Draft Swag. And basically, it is a similar construction only. Instead of having a three-pack from Viceroy's house, I decided to skip getting those headliner points because I couldn't really afford it. And I snuck in an extra home again. This, so this is what boggles my mind. So this is how I started out. The way I do my call sheets, I always start with the background talent, 
contest and work my way up. I try to get all five call sheets in, um, and I experiment along the way. And it turns out my first one was the best one. Uh, I figured just try to get as much home again as you can in there. And so that getting that extra, that fifth home again instead of a third Viceroy's house plus also headliner stacking it was what proved to be the difference because because there you weren't getting five points out of any other film this weekend uh, except for home again or at least not at least not at these prices so uh I, there was actually a case to be made for a leap and i didn't look into leap and that's only because i screwed up instead of keeping it at wide release i had it left in at limited release so those who had leap in limited release you got actually you actually got bonus points you actually got free points because uh, I, you know, I, I left it in at theater lock. So, uh, so essentially, um, but still, even still, the way to go here, the optimal call sheet this week seems to have been a combination of it plus home again, five pack, uh, a two pack of uh, Viceroy's house, non-headliners, no headliners here, and a non-headliner from the Emoji movie, and I used up all of my remaining budget. So, yay to me! Nobody wins a twenty-five dollar bonus. Rolls into next week. Sorry, y'all. And we'll see who can win it next week. All right. So, all right. So let's go to the third place call sheet, the God of Cheese. And he was thinking headliner stack of it. He had, oh, wow. Look at this. So he, he had the right idea. He had a five pack of home again. Uh, good on him um, with the headliner stack. Where he went slightly astray was he had a non-headliner from the Dark Tower and uh, a headliner stack from Birth of the Dragon, which was only worth 1.68 points each. So as, as opposed to Viceroy's House, where headliner stacking that or having any piece that would have had more points than even headliner from Birth of the Dragon, that's where he went slightly astray. But otherwise, he just missed out by, by about 0.5 points from the top spot. Well done, the God of Cheese. Enjoy that money. What else? Let's see. Uh, excellent in number four with 202.59 points. He had an it headliner stack, four pack of home again, a three pack of because of Gracia, Gracia, which earned just under min minimal amounts. So it gets round up to the minimal scores. Um, he had a headliner uh, and then two non headliners and then Nat Wolf, Taking uh, from leap, taking advantage of my mistake with uh, the release type, so that actually got him 6.05 points. Nat Wolf as a headliner from leap, but at 6,400, kind of pricey. Actually, if he had exchanged that, actually, I don't think he could have afforded another home again. He probably would have wanted another home again, or if he'd done another home again and say done a non-headliner from because of Gracia, he might actually. Well, actually, actually, that's not true. Actually, he did okay points-wise because a non-headliner from home again would have given him only 5.18 points. So this is actually this is a really sound construction. Uh, well done, excellent. Just actually, that was just what a point and a half off the top spot. And rounding out the type five, who else but Michael Volante? You know, I'd be interested to see. It's not very often he's out of the top five. Very strong player. Uh, movie executive, former movie executive, Michael Volante, and he had the it headliner stack. He had the headliner stack from Home Again. He had 
a headliner stack from Wind River, and a three-pack from Rebel in the Rye, which is sad because we thought it would do a lot better than it did. 49 screens, I believe. Was it 49 screens? Yeah, 49 screens. Had a strong per-screen average in, in, uh, in limited screens the weekend before. Didn't live up to the hype. Uh, got a min score. That's what hampered his efforts a little bit. He also took advantage of the leap error, 6.05 points from Nat Wolf, and he was good for 199.43 points, so just a little over four points off the pace. Uh, one other non-top five call she will take a look at. Oh, of course, number six, the draft mom. So proud of her. Well done, draft mom. If it weren't one in the morning, I'd call you to get on this show. Um, but yeah, well done. Very proud of my mom. She's been here a day. She's a day oneer in spreadsheet days. And how did she do it? So she actually. Oh, this is very interesting. Uh, okay. Oh no. Oh, I messed this up. I see my mistake already. Mom actually was not in sixth place. I erroneously gave her points for mother. Oh, this sucks. Now we have to adjust everything. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, well, we're catching this live on air. I thought she had the it headliner stack because, you know what, that's just like right. Apparently, she did not. Apparently, she – Jesus. <laughs> this is funny. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to go fix this. I thought she had the it headliner stack, which would have been like right. Instead, she had the mother headliner stack. Oh, this is this is like a seventy point swing. Oh, God. Uh, oh I was so proud of her, but I guess that wasn't the way it was gonna go. Uh, no, she had the headliner stack from mother, headliner stack from poster boys, which min, you know, just got a min score, three pack of poster boys actually. Uh, this. Uh, hand scoring. What can I say? We make mistakes. Uh, a two-pack from Viceroy's house, and then Woody Harrelson headlining the Glass Castle, which was only good for men score. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! On paper, it says one ninety-six point six two, but it's going to be a seventy-point drop. She might be DFL, dead freaking last. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I'm glad I didn't wake you up. Glad I didn't put you on the podcast because this would have been embarrassing for both you and I. My apologies, Mom. Oh, draft Mom. I was so excited. Anyways, my bad. Love you. Okay. Um, whew, let's take a look at what's coming out this week. I feel like a chump. Uh, okay, so we have, I believe, nine new movies, maybe ten. Uh, Loving Vincent um, in very limited release. I think only in New York only. I'm estimating two screens for that. The Tiger Hunter. I counted that one up. That one's going to be on forty in 43 theaters. Kingsman, The Golden Circle. A little excited for this. I was really hyped for the first one. This one, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's just well cast. A lot of ridiculous action. And I'm, I'm here for that. The Lego Ninjago movie. They're going to the well again with these Lego movies. Lego Batman movie, I think, was, was this... Uh, was this spring um, based off of the original um, or from or executive produced from Lord Miller. Um, Chris Miller, of course, my old classmate at Lakeside High School, uh, class 93. Yeah, so they're, they're executive producing this. I don't think they're directing this. They're going to the well with this one, you know, it, it should make some action. Let's take a look at what HSX says real, real quick. Uh, Ninjago. 
Yeah, so they're expecting a pretty strong 44 uh, plus million dollar opening, according to HSX, uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange guys. Oh, where'd I go? Here we go. So, uh, so that should definitely be on your radar. Friend request it moved around a lot, opening on 3,000 screens, which I think is way too wide. I think it's going to bomb, but you never know. It's a it's a teen focused social media thriller. Bow the sexes on in 20 theaters. Uh, before it opens wide next weekend. Um, it's the true biopic, the true story, actually, of the of of the Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King, Battle of the Sexes showdown um, back in, was it 1968? Or actually in the 70s, maybe? Um, starring Emma Stone and uh, Steve Carell. So that should be really good. Victoria and Abdul, uh, it's in limited release before it opens wider the following weekend. And that's Dame Judi Dench uh, doing um, historical fiction or based on a true account of Queen Victoria and I guess like her her uh, emissary from India or something, something like that. Anyways, historical fiction should be interesting. Stronger, I don't have a screen count on this yet, I don't think. Does Stronger have a screen count? Not yet. I just saw it's supposed to be wide. Jake Gyllenhaal playing uh, one, of the, one of the survivors of the Boston bombing. Uh, so that should be, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Tatiana Maslany plays his wife. And then The King's Choice, which is, I believe, historical fiction, foreign, Norwegian, only person of note in that movie is Jesper Christensen, who you probably have seen and do not really know. All right, so that's going to wrap it up uh, for this review. Um, yeah, sorry I butchered the scoring, guys. I'm going to get in there to fix that right quick. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, I will adjust the the, the cash outs and everything. Anyways, thanks everybody for playing. Hope everyone enjoyed the game. Uh, tell people about the game. We really need your support. We really do. I'll be back with you with with uh, not, uh, not quite hour long. I'll record later Tuesday night. Uh, adjust the shot list. And I think I'll go into the origins of Cinema Draft. Get the oral history out there uh, one time for the people. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the game, cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Like, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media. Uh, you know, Like and comment on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks, everybody, and especially for those of you who have MoviePass, why don't you go see a movie or something?